What is going on, guys? Scott and Kyle here with the Never Hedge Podcast with a very special guest today. We got Tommy D from the Token Tracks NFT project. How are you doing today, Tommy? Very well, sir. I'm very, very well. Thank you so much for having me. You join me in my box room. <laughs> in in my house which yes. is where i'm sort of in because the studio that i have in the house is being used at the moment so i've come up to my box room to do your, your do our chat but yeah great to, great to see you guys and thanks very much for having me yeah it's good to have you on we're excited about your project for sure yes so um for those who haven't heard of token tracks could you just briefly uh, describe what your project is for for everyone real quick yeah, it's an ecosystem, kind of like a marketplace for NFT marketplace is basically designed to be um, across the board for every kind of music need, uh, whether you are, we have a, a concept that we call the three C's, the three C's are uh, creators, um, collectors and curators, creators, obvious people like myself make music, songwriters, producers, musicians. Collectors, we all collect music. Mm -hmm. We all believe in music. We Some music we love more than others. And then there's this middle ground, this curation side, which is a kind of filtering process. You know, you've got 60,000 tracks going up on Spotify every week, if not every day. You know, how do you de decide what goes on? And the curation part of music is, I think, what separates music discovery and engagement from everything else. And so when I came across um nfts around about a couple of years back you know first of all i kind of you know i, I saw the crypto kitties thing and i thought oh, this is quite fun <laughs> and it was quite good because the cri crypto kitties was kind of it was quite silly you know and i right. think it was quite good for a bit of silliness to come into crypto because it was all a bit too serious mm -hmm. taking itself too serious right but it didn't really penny didn't really drop for me as to how powerful this thing was this thing that was behind the crypto kitties and it was only when i really started to read up about it and really understand you know the tech around what an nft was that of course you know because i've been in the music industry for 25 years i i, I realized that there was such a huge connection and such a kind of seismic thing that was happening here um so yeah and i went okay and i started writing down my ideas and walking around with it and mm -hmm. you know i'm a, a music producer and a songwriter so often when you're making music you walk around with it in your head right you're right. kind of singing it and you're thinking about lyrics and you kind of, so i kind of just did the same thing i approached it like i was writing a song and i was like what would i want from this how could i do it what could where could we go with it and and that was when the concept of having this really interesting ecosystem where everybody kind of benefited and, and work together to just lift the whole ecosystem up that was where i came up with the concept of token tracks and then literally we've been developing it for best part of about 14 15 months now that's awesome so what what kind of music are you into well uh <laughs> you know i believe there's only two types of music country with no i believe there's only two <laughs> music. you know it's like good and bad right that's right, it. You right. Know, it, it it's like I got into music because when I was a kid, you know, music started washing over me and I was like, how, how did they do that? How did they make mm -hmm. that sound and that connection, collection of sounds that makes me feel right now like I belong, like I'm connected, like I'm in, in, in the right place, you know, it's basically defining my emotions right now. How did they do that? You know, I thought I was in, I thought I was alone here and I'm not alone. And that's one of the beautiful things I think about music is, is like it, it, it joins us all together. It's got this mm -hmm. kind of brilliant way of joining right. us all up. 
And so for me, you know, I, I went, right, I need to learn about this. And I immersed myself in, in music and listened to everything I possibly could and, and found, you know, that really, like I said, there was a, a music that really connected with me and touched me. And then the music that kind of just didn't really do anything. And I started reading up a lot about the background of music and the producers and the engineers and the performers and the labels and the, you know, mastering and all these incredible stories that go on around music itself. Mm -hmm. And I just fell in love. I just fell in love with the whole thing and started making music myself and you know, bought some equipment and worked in a music shop and, and, you know, bought equipment cheaply and that kind of stuff, built a studio and then really just kind of just started making music in my own, like most people do in their own kind of bedrooms. And then I got into playing in bands. And I kind of sort of like that, but didn't really. I like being in the studio. It was like I right. could formulate all these kind of things, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then, you know, I, I, I started DJing. And that was really when everything kind of opened up for me because I could work, take music out, play it. I could come back with other tracks and kind of go, how do they, you know, dissect right. them and work to do it and then the just it just exploded from there really for me and i just i got lucky i worked with an artist a bunch of different artists and then i had started having hit records and then it all just went and then i've just been working with incredible artists big and small ever since you know people like well kanye west jay-z beyonce oh uh, wow um all kinds of crazy people i'm just gonna turn my <laughs> My yeah. ping off here because it's really annoying, isn't it? I apologize. <laughs> that, all right. That's sorry. okay. That's my emails going crazy. Um, so yeah, so it was it was really uh, you know and 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 then what happened ironically enough was I started working on my own material again. I kind of went full circle and I started working on my own stuff, and met up with a cut with another guy called Jamie Scott. And we created a group together called Graffiti Six, and we started making music together. And then, ironically enough, I got signed to EMI Records uh, in Capital in in America and started touring again. And wow. you know, as I sort of stopped touring as a DJ and mm. I started touring as an artist. And that kind Very of led cool. me where I am today. That's wild. That's wild. <laughs> so it is pretty wild, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's a great, I, I, I haven't even told you about the whiskey, man. I got, I, I started my whiskey company really? back in 2013. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to create a whiskey for nightclubs and festivals and my world. I didn't think they're really, you know, apart from Jack Daniels, there wasn't any whiskey that was doing it. So I created right. a whiskey called 808, which is named after the classic 808 drum machine. And uh, yeah, it's great whiskey. I'll have to try and get you guys a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Send, love it, to send try them it. over. And what's interesting, Scott, wasn't the um, – we actually we had the guys from Bitlectro Lab, um, the Dreamers NFT. On, yes. Yeah. yeah. And he, he's a DJ too, I believe. Yes. What, one of the creators is a DJ. One of the creators the is one, a DJ, and the other one's in the band uh, called Starfucker. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then so Yeah, they, I think – I mean, I, I, no, sorry, carry on, carry on. I was going to say, so they, they're, um, their NFTs, each one has their own, like – unique uh playback track associated with it that's you know generated from a set number of beats so it's 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 kind of crazy how they're um they are blending the kind of almost animated like a gif where it's got you know subtle animations in there and then also unique um beats along with it so uh so what is this uh the first project that you've ever worked on in the nft space or have you, you worked know what? or has is, it just this, been this whiskey is, before this 
Do you know what? This is the irony of it, right? Okay, so I first discovered Bitcoin back in 2011, I think around about then anyway. Did I buy some? Of No. Of course not. <laughs> I discovered NFTs two years ago. Did I buy any? No. Of course not. No, <laughs> I didn't kind of, there's a part of me that sort of, that jumps over the bit about right. should I buy these things for investment and just looks at the kind of the bigger picture where it's right. going who it could be and how it could and I think that that's the thing and, and actually I I when I first you know when I sort of got my immediate thinking was not to do my own NFT project but was to do an NFT platform because the NFT right. platform concept meant that I could define how projects and help artists that wanted to come on board to, mm -hmm. to define these projects, help them and handhold them and build a team of people that could do it in a way that was really kind of, you know, that, that was right for the regulations, that was right for the legalities. You know, there's a whole load of Web 2-esque concepts around royalties and all that kind of stuff that does need to be appreciated and respected because right. they're law right right, right. and uh, you know they're law for a reason for because for people like me to protect people like me and and, our, and my intellectual property so there was a, and i wanted to try and find a way of doing all that and and that was the concept of doing uh, a platform as such that's when that kind of really kicked in that the idea of doing my own nft project ironically enough didn't really come to me until i thought because i think i was always looking to do my own project like something really cool and something different and right. whatever and then i started formulating an idea for a project about six months ago ironically enough with my part my ex-partner my partner in in my band graffiti six and we've got something coming i'm not going to tell you when and i'm not going to tell you what it is but it's <laughs> Fucking blow your oh, Excellent. <laughs> so is love it. So would you consider token tracks more of like is one of would one of the functions be to be like uh, an incubator for other artists to kind of help them with their own projects as more like a like how you know Spotify is the platform that the music is listed on. So is that more along with what you guys are trying to do here? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's a great question. I think that there are two key things that we need to do as an NFT music community, right? Mm -hmm. The first one is to uh, build a new system because the this this system that's out there with streaming and, and it's, it's, it's broken, it's messed up, right? For sure. You know, but it's huge and right. it's very powerful and it's all consuming. So we can't ignore it completely. But if we can build a new system so that independent artists can come in and they can do NFT projects around music in a way that builds their community, build, you know, builds their, um, you know, gives gives their community some benefit, which they right. never had before. And, I, and this benefit, of course, is then tradable, as we all know, with NFTs, that benefit is then tradable. Well, then this is a new system that can generate what I call a living wage. Now, a living wage. I think in 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 most you know Western communities would be somewhere between fifty and a hundred grand, and that that you know if you can concentrate on your thousand true fans and bring them on board 
and build a community around them that, that you know each one of those is generating somewhere between you know 500 and a thousand dollars a year in nft sales and contributions well then you're looking at 50 to 100 grand a year as a living wage right so if we create that system then you've got new artists that come into the scene that are like well what should i do you know i want to sign to a major but uh no one's like you know it's difficult right and, oh hang on there's this nft world and i can come in there and i can build that and of course if it break, blows up you go and get signed to a major and maybe that will give you more exposure or whatever but the irony right. is you're more likely to make more money in the nft world than you are ever to be signed to a major so that's the first thing the first thing is to build a new system and i think we all agree that web3 tools are incredibly powerful have total opportunities that, that one can do with nfts and blockchain in general they're incredible i'm i'm a i'm a total blockchain advocate i'm believing it 100 percent I bought into the Kool-Aid, you know, I, I absolutely mm -hmm. believe that that's where we need to be going. So it, my goal is always to drive everybody into crypto in general to grow that scene, because I believe in true financial freedom and I believe in true creative freedom. And I believe blockchain is the way to get that. That's the first goal. The first goal is to build this system. The second goal is then to take this legacy system, is to take the, the major labels, the major publishers, and to look at ways of integrating them into the NFT and how they can work, integrate with the NFT world. So you've got major artists that are maybe a new artist that's coming through. You've got a big star like that, that, that wants to manage their, 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 their fan club and their true fans, you know, and then you've got historical artists who maybe are even retired, maybe not even alive anymore, but historical catalog that also deserves to have some element, you know, of NFT that could be built around it. So it was always my vision to create a platform that would incorporate all of these kind of areas. And then they could all work together to kind of bolster this and drive more and more people into crypto. That was always my vision. And it still is. That, sound, that sounds really cool. And I could even see the majors companies, like you were saying, going this way too in the future yeah you're just first to it first one i've heard with some kind of a platform like this with using nfts right yeah i i think that you have to remember that 92 percent of all you know top 10 records of with well, the records look out there it just shows me <laughs> top 10, you know like hits right of the last 20 years are on one of three majors you know and and you you can't ignore that so instead of just saying, fuck you, whatever, right. fine, you can do that. Right. But what's better is to work with them and ease them and on our terms. That's the crucial thing, on our terms into this space, because we don't want them coming in with their big boots and treading all over this beautiful thing that we're building here and messing it all up, which they inevitably will do if we leave it up to them. What we right. need is platforms like token tracks that will encourage them on. And, and to that end, we the one of the first people that i spoke to you know was a guy called miles leonard miles leonard is the ex-ceo and chairman of uh warner music and, and emi and parlophone he uh, oversaw the careers of coldplay and gorillas and kylie minogue and very good friend of mine for years retired from the major world looking for new and exciting things and i said look i'm i'm taught him all about nfts i taught him all about crypto and he fell in love with it like we all do and I got him on board because he speaks the major language. He understands it. He was in that world for 25 years. And it's crucial that you, 
you know, you br you have these narratives going. We, you know, it, yes, there is the, the 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 crypto purists that just want everything to stay pure. I'm right. sort of in both worlds. I'm I'm in both worlds, which is, I believe that it it needs to grow, and it is growing anyway. I mean, you know, it's growing. So how do we control that growth? And I think people like me and you guys and and other people in this space, we 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 spent our life, or, or certainly the best part of the most recent part of our lives, <laughs> really devoting our time and energy to understanding this space and talking to people in it, and really kind of engaging with them and and really understanding the intricacies of this space. And I think that's crucial when you then go and talk to a big monster like a Warner or a Universal. For sure. For sure. And anything that can empower uh, independent artists that where maybe they don't have to sign with a with a major record label right away. And because I think it was uh, Jewel, I remember hearing an interview with her where she was talking about how how much uh, the record companies take from your actual, you know, uh, music sales. And so you're getting, as an artist, you're getting a tiny piece of this. And I'm sure it's even less with uh, platforms like Spotify and, uh, you know, even YouTube where people can just go listen to your music for free and then maybe make some money off the ads. But Spotify, I think you get like uh, 0.001 cents per like stream. So it's, so people are not making the kind of money they were even like 15, 20 years ago off of like record sales. So anything that can get people, you know, financially independent from the record system is is definitely going to be you're going to have no shortage of people who are looking to to do that essentially i mean you you're absolutely right you're hitting the nail on the head what is what we have is a perfect storm of a historical industry music industry that's based it's extremely one-sided uh contractual obligations um with artists um on a on ancient technology on ancient right. technology which is effectively albums physical product that needed to be delivered somewhere you know and then you've got the the tech the web two tech worlds the 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 the, the you know the spotify's the apple music's the youtube who are the worst i i, I hasten to add who have then taken advantage of that situation because what they've done is is uh and particularly youtube is they flatten all intellectual property into the same kind of level mm -hmm. right which, because you're driving engagement to their platform <clears throat> their, their goal is to get you to come to their platform right. so they were using out they were using you know laws that loopholes in the laws that would allow them to play their music for very little money you, you mentioned the streaming rights and it's very important to understand that i've got up some some figures here for example uh the best uh streaming platform for for earning money is ironically napster that plays <laughs> zero uh, pays zero one nine per stream okay um and then spotify for example plays zero zero four uh of a cent per stream uh, and the worst, of course, is YouTube, who are the devil, you know, in, in yeah. my eyes always, and the eyes of most music people. And they pay uh, 0.0006 of a cent per stream. So you're, you're absolutely right. Now, if that money then goes back to these legacy artists or artists that have got these 
you know, contracts from say 10 years ago that they even sign, then of course, you, you know, you just do the figures. It doesn't matter how many streams you get. Um, you, you're always going to end up with very little money. Right. And so our role within token tracks is to do what we call flatten the pyramid. Flattening the pyramid is, is the, the music businesses are kind of a bit like that at the moment. You've right. got the top mm -hmm. five cent that are making more money than ever. You know, the Adele's and the Ed Sheeran's of this world right. are making more money than ever. And that's, you know, incredible, fantastic. But then it goes very quickly down. Yeah. And, and that's where the problems lie. If you're an artist that's getting, say, a million streams a month or something, you know, you're not, you're, you're earning probably less than about a thousand, maybe less than a thousand dollars. That's month. crazy. Right. That's crazy. You know? And especially the last two years with uh, in-person like concerts and stuff like that are, you know, a lot of places are limiting attendance to 50% or less, or even scrapping in-person events in, uh, you know, entirely. Uh, this, this is definitely something that's long overdue. This yeah, totally. Here. I mean, COVID, COVID is, has Horrible. decimated live, yeah. live, live scene, you know, so we, we need to, there, there needs to be a new thing, a new right. system. And that's why, you know, I'm pushing very hard, uh, for blockchain and NFT to be that thing, because I can totally see it. I felt it the first time I ever saw the internet, for example, right. when I was a little kid and I first saw the internet. And even then I realized this is going to revolutionize shit. I felt it when I saw streaming. I thought this is going to revolutionize shit. And now I feel it with, with blockchain yeah. and, and particularly around NFTs. And especially, I don't think you'll have, you'll have plenty of creators wanting to come for the money aspect. But also I was thinking of the collectors part of your project and the kids now like we still talk about it what's your first album you ever bought what's the first cd you ever yeah. bought kids today don't have one right but yeah. if you have an nft that could be their cd or album what's the first nft music track you ever bought right and i think that could be a very cool way to get collectors back into it into the music scene. it's a really really good point it because what it what it goes to the heart of is value is where's the value in music if you are the zeitgeist is this right we've gone continuously down from you know listening spending money on listening to music all the way to the point now where we don't you know you don't have to right. pay anything to listen to music and we are in one of the golden periods probably the best period ever for music discovery. I mean, it's, you know, pl I'm, I love platforms like Spotify and Apple right. Music and Tidal in particular, because the quality is amazing. Finding music and sharing music, ah, oh, it's incredible. It's just not very good at paying for it. Right. It's not very good at right. paying the creators who actually make it. So how do you bring value back to a community of people, to a world that is used to getting music for free? How do you bring value back? You bring value back with a product like an NFT that allows them to make money off right. of their early stage discovery. So yes. they're finding early, early artists. They're finding a young Ed Sheeran who's just coming right. through, you know, and they're just, that. and they're like, I'm going to do an NFT project. I'm going to sell 10 of my songs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, after my royalties and 10 of my songs, cause I need some money to, right. to go on tour, you know, and it's like, cool. And then five years down the line, he's Ed Sheeran and he's blown up. <laughs> right. and those, those, you know, those right, right, five right. songs that he sold NFTs yeah. are worth, you know, millions. So that's how you connect and bring value back. And the point you make about that is exactly right. The industry, the music industry, what it does is, is define value. 
it's always has done that's what it's been really good at it's it's gone you know what you should buy this and you should buy the extra thing and in fact you should buy the t-shirt that comes with it as well oh and guess what they're going on tour so maybe you should buy a, hey buy a whole ticket for all the time <laughs> you know that's what the music yeah. business is really good at doing and it's fallen it's fallen off a cliff and and to be fair to it you know we with when we had peer-to-peer file sharing and illegal downloading and all that kind of stuff it hit everyone for six and you know including myself you know i was making very good money as a jobbing music producer and songwriter mm -hmm. before that period and then we all just like suddenly overnight saw uh, you know our, our our income like not even not you know, more than half you know right like 10 percent yeah. of what it right. was so the industry took a bash and i think you know uh, it went for whatever it could <laughs> yeah, yeah. streaming was a good right way sorry oh, it's that's, that's my alert to tell me that my team tottenham hotspur are, are gonna start in <laughs> half an hour till, um, <laughs> so we've got 30 minutes all right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I think uh, the entire, like you were saying, the the entire music industry has become like a essentially a race to the bottom, where you know people are giving their music away essentially for free, so then nobody values it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so we, like you're saying, you need to bring I mean, value I, back into up, the music. Exactly. If I, I mean, forget music for a minute. Just think of anything. Right. You know, right. it's like how do you define what's important to you. What, what is going to, you know, what are you going to treasure? What is going to mean something to you? And, and, and the ironic thing is, is that music, we treasure music probably, uh, you know, all universally as much as anything else, you know, For your sure. first kiss, your first dance at the wedding, your, the song you play on, your song you sing on, on your birthday, happy birthday, yeah. you know, the song you make love to, the song you do the washing up to. I mean, you know, the, you've got your car and you've got your car playlist. You know, there, it's music is an integral part of our lives. And that's the listening concept to the, to the, to the music. So how do we bring that, that value back again? How do we bring that value back to, to the to the jobbing musician whether it's the jobbing musician or whether it's the songwriter or the producer or whatever how do we bring that value back to them nfts are the answer nfts become the product your stream is your calling card your nft is the product you sell and that's yeah. where we're going and that's what makes it so exciting thousand percent i i love the idea you said of of being the first one to find somebody like you, yeah, yeah. you still hear people say it like, Oh, I, I knew about Justin Bieber on YouTube when he was whatever. Right. When he was 11 he years was. old. Yeah. Uh, that, <laughs> that, and there's going to be so much value in that. I, I love that idea. Right. Yeah. And I, I think what it does is we always remember, we always remember where we heard things like the first time I heard this, the first person that shared yeah. that with me and the person that shared it with you or told you about it becomes their status becomes important right. to you you know we it's whether it's a friend or a dj that you love going and listening to or playlists that you follow or whatever that concept of sharing music as well get the, and then the share itself giving that person the status you know yeah. becoming right. a, a key person that knows about the quality of death metal or you know german trance or whatever <laughs> you know that that's a that in itself is key and that's something another whole realm of income stream that's actually hitherto never really been tapped into that we in token tracks are intending to do that you know we're intending to to support those curators that find music that's yeah. awesome um 
So how how can people find more info on uh, your on the tracks? On token tracks. Um, so tokentracks.com. It's t o k e n t r a x x dot com. Two X's, two kisses for love. Because of our mutual love, bringing yes. two kisses together. Love it. So mutual love of music and sharing. Tokentracks.com. Um, you can also go to Tommy D, my website, one and only Tommy D with one number one. Um, you can go to that and find all the links there as well. And yeah, come and join the guest list because we have just announced our TGE. We're doing a tracks token that's going to be at the heart of everything we do on token tracks. Mm-hmm. We've just uh, announced the TGE for that, which is going to be on the 14th of March. Nice. Okay. It is essential for those to get on the guest list as soon as possible because we're we're doing something around how quickly you get on it. So essential that you get on the guest list at tokentracks.com that will register you and that will give you a chance to get in early at our TGE. Awesome. Well, you will definitely find me on the guest yes, list. Yes, same. <laughs> yes, my brother. All right, yeah. Tommy. Listen, thank you so much for coming on with us, man. We're going to be watching this one. Thank you. Yes, yes, of course. All right, take care, buddy.